ladies, I'm so excited to announce that Parker New York is partnering with us on this gorgeous episode with Dorinda Medley, the Real Housewife of New York City. And it's because Parker New York is an amazing New York brand. I absolutely love their clothes. And by the way, they have an amazing badass group of women operating that company right here in New York City, which to me is really inspiring. I love meeting lady bosses. They were here at the studio earlier. We had a great time checking out all the outfits and I'm a huge fan. One of my favorite things to do on the Parker website is to check out the desk to drinks section because when I'm not doing the I Love Wellness podcast, I am the founder and CEO of Love Wellness and I operate that business five days a week, more like seven days a week, but I do a lot of desk to drinks and it's really important that I have on the right outfit to take me from the office to one of my many things that I do after work. Honestly, I do a lot of work drinks also. I don't just go out and see my friends at night. We're doing business 24 seven. Also, Parker New York is one of my favorite brands to wear in the summertime in the Hamptons. They have these beautiful, flowy, flirty, feminine dresses that are so perfect for being out at the beach. So I'd absolutely encourage you to check out Parker New York. Dorinda is a fan. I'm a fan. We're all fans. The Parker gals are actually in the office today for the podcast and they wanted me to share a discount code with you guys. Um, So if you want 15% off on parkernewyork.com, just use code wellness15 at checkout and you can tell them that I sent you. Hi guys, it's Lo and welcome to a brand new episode of I Love Wellness, the show where we have ladies on, we talk about our bodies and minds, we break down stigmas and we have nice open and honest conversations. So I have a really great guest on the show today. Uh oh. <laughs> talk more, we'll see if they well, can recognize Well, uh, hopefully um, they're going to recognize my deep, sexy voice. You guys, it's Dorinda from The Real Housewives of New York. <laughs> I'm here to make it nice. She's here to make it nice. Hopefully. We're really excited to have you. And I'm really excited to be here, and I'm so impressed with this Love Wellness line. I am so... I, I want to be done with the podcast and just talk to you about everything Love Wellness. Well, we can talk about Love Wellness for sure. Enough about me. Um, But I feel like we definitely have a lot to chat about. Like in the wellness space, I'm just really impressed by you as a human being um, oh, and nice. all the stuff that you do. Thank God um, you weren't with me last night when I broke up in the tequila. Okay, that's um, good. Why didn't you invite me? I would have loved to have come. I got one of those nine o'clock calls last night from a friend said, Hey, D, D. Damn in the neighborhood. I was sitting on my terrace, yeah. which is unbelievable. What part of town do you live in? Uh, Sutton Place. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I was overlooking the river, and he, she, he said, D, you home? I said, yeah, I'm on the terrace. Come on over. So we had a wonderful, healthy, nice night drinking I, tequila. I think that's great. The clean drink. Can I ask you, what time do you normally go to sleep? Well, I wake up very early. Mm-hmm. So I wake up every morning, not by alarm, by I wake up about 5.30, and then I kind of rise at about 5.50 when my coffee's ready. And then I kind of start my day then. So by, you know, but I take a nap every day. Oh, you do? At, religiously. I mean, take my clothes off in pajamas, full on, phone turned off nap. Wow. Every, every day. And if I don't get it, you can ask the producers on The Real Housewife. My, they literally panic. They're like, Dorinda's got to be home for a nap, otherwise she gets really cranky. <laughs> So that's funny. So actually on the show, I like to ask people about sort of their secret wellness routines. Would you consider your daily nap to be a part of that? Yes. Because like 
I think in this day and age, anything can really be considered wellness, right? Like I like to say that like pizza is wellness, like pasta is wellness, spin class is wellness. You can happiness literally, is wellness. happiness is wellness. And so for you, is it your daily nap that is it's wellness? Again, again myself, you know, I kind of learned that when Hannah was little because I was very hands-on with Hannah. And you know, my mother gave me the best advice when I had Hannah. She said, when your baby sleeps, you sleep. Mm. So Hannah was a big napper in the afternoon. So when she'd go down, I'd go down. Right. So would you say that this nap that you take a day, every day is part of your like secret wellness routine? 100%. Or does everybody know about your nap? Yes. It's famous <laughs> on the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's, if people have taken it to heart. The producers are like, we got to get back. She's got to have her nap. They will literally stop me and say, it's time for you to take your nap because we need you to be good tonight. Oh my God. And if I don't have a nap by nine o'clock, I'm super cranky and I'm angry. Really? Yeah. So I just... Here's the thing about me. I'm very high energy, but I'm sort of a sprinter and not a marathoner. I understand. You know, I like to, I was, when I'm up, I'm up. And I'm doing until I close my eyes. But when I close my eyes, it's like I, God forbid, died. So I can literally get in my bed at 10 to 4. By 4 o'clock, I am asleep. And at 4.45, I wake up. And I'm ready to go. I wash my, take my makeup off. I mean, I do the whole thing. You do? Yeah. Wow. Because I don't like to... One of my pet peeves is I don't ever let luggage in my bedroom and I don't ever let day clothes in my bedroom. How did you um, sort of develop that routine or develop the discipline to actually do that? Because I feel like it's really hard for people to actually get into the swing of things in that way. Or do you feel like it's just your personality? Like a you personality know, my mother type always thing? taught me, I, my mother, who's my biggest role model and mm-hmm. my best friend, I mean, she really is. She is, she makes my Dorinda-isms look like nothing. She says the funniest <laughs> things, they, they come out of nowhere. She always said, don't let yourself get tired out. There's nothing more unattractive than a tired out woman. And mm-hmm. it's very true. She's kind of like the kindergarten, you know, the, those quotes for kindergarten. But yeah. when I listen to them and I follow them, it's true. There is nothing more. A lot of women that aren't succeeding sometimes or are coming off in a negative way, it's because they're overwhelmed and exhausted and they don't feel like they have the right to give themselves gifts. Mm-hmm. This is my gift. Everybody knows it. If you put something forward and you're like, this is me, this is what I'm doing, people will accept it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, that's why I really like this idea of secret self-care. You know, it's like the things that you do in your own private time, in your house, by yourself, that really make you feel great. And I think part of that is being in your 50s. You know, it's a very Mm -hmm. hard lesson to learn that. I spent a lot of my 20s and 30s, what can I do for you? Giving, giving, giving. No, Mm -hmm. no, no. That's okay. I'm fine. You know, now I really, you know, if it doesn't look good, smell good, or taste good, I'm saying, no, thank you. So and I don't even give excuses anymore. I'm like, I just don't want to go. Right, I understand. So at, at what point, or like, what was the breaking point for you? Because I understand what you mean. You know, like, I'm at the age where I feel like I have to be doing a lot. I definitely have pulled back from giving so much of myself to other people. Because people will take as much as you give, if Pe- not more. People will take, but you know, like, I've been in bad relationships. I've had some mental health issues. And so I've done a lot of, you know, personal growth and healing over the past couple of years. Good. So I think that my perspective might be different from somebody else who's my age. And remember age. too, everybody, everybody wears a scarlet letter. I thought, I went to church two weekends ago and we were talking about washing of the feet and yeah. all that. Big Catholic, as everybody knows. Big church going. <laughs> Not Catholic, but church going. Yeah. And the thing is that everybody, we, we, especially as women, we think, what are they doing that I'm not doing? What do they have that I don't have? Why can't I achieve that? 
everybody has their struggles. Every in the preset, everybody wears a scarlet letter, different shapes, different sizes, but we all got one. Yeah. And the people that don't tell you that are liars. Right. So I guess for you, like in your life, what was that transformative aha moment that sort of led you forward? Was it just um, the difference of your age or, you know, have you had things happen to you in your life that have brought you really to where you are that make you such I, a real person? Because I, I get that sense from you well, that you're just you. very outspoken. Nice. You're really like forward and kind. Like, I love you. You have such oh, great energy. That's, nice. that's really nice. You know, I really think, um, it's going to sound weird, but I think it was a gift to shepherd Richard to his, his journey to death. Mm-hmm. You know, I really think that you learn a lot when you are in the process of watching someone die. You right. know, it's sad. It's horrible. <laughs> I'm not going to cry, but you, you know, can. You, it's you, a room it, of you, I, I always said to people, it what the, some, some of our beta, best dating time was mm-hmm. when he, he was dying Yeah, because it was all exclusive all the bullshit, you know, went away. You you sit there and you think, why did we ever fight, really? I mean, of course you have to fight of and course. disagree. That's life. But, you know, we, we just, because we knew it was limited time, and we just cherished it. So I felt it was such an honor for me, and I grew tremendously in that sort of year. Mm-hmm. And when I walked away from it, yeah, I walked away from it sad, but I walked away from it very proud. Right. And I thought, you know what? This was a, a gift in a weird way. And you realize love doesn't die. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you kind of have to go through life thinking like that. I try, you know, I'm on a show where it's sometimes difficult. Um, but we're not perfect, and I don't try to be perfect. I'm not someone that's on a soapbox trying to tell everybody I'm so perfect. I, you know, I fuck up all the time. Can I say fuck up? Yeah. I fuck up all the time. But the key is to always just sort of have that gift of a reset button. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was a bad day. I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to put it to bed. And when I wake up tomorrow morning and that sun comes up, we get to start again. Right, yeah. I'm not striving for perfection. Mm-hmm. Well, every day is definitely a beautiful gift. Yes. For, as long as you can change your perspective, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that is the way that you focus on it. Um, yeah, grief is a really interesting thing. Very. I, I mean, it can change your mind. It can change your physical body. It, I mean, I, well, do, you, I think, do you feel like you came out of that as a totally different person? 100%. A happier person? You know, it's, it's, I'll tell you why grief, and I've always thought about writing about this. I think grief is different for different people. Like, I remember one of the most significant things that a woman said to me, Richard had died about maybe two months before. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I went to one of my favorite, I, I love to eat at bars. Okay, I really do. <laughs> and too. I have no problem sitting at a bar <laughs> and eating by myself. I have no shame in my game. I love to talk to the bartender. I think it's a great way to interact with people, mm-hmm. you know. And it, and it makes you feel like, I like to be part of a neighborhood. So it enhances sure. that neighborhood feeling. Yeah. And I remember this woman came and sat by me and we started talking. And she was probably in her 80s. And she, I said, ah, oh, she, she said, so blah, blah, blah. And I said, um, she said, well, I'm a widow. I said, well, what brings you here by yourself? She goes, I'm a, well, I'm a widower. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm a widower too. Like excitement, you, you should, know? Yeah. Oh my God, you're part of the tribe. She goes, oh no, darling. You're not a widower. You're something else. You're too young to take on that title. Mm-hmm. And it really struck me because grief is very different for when you're younger. Mm-hmm. Because I think you really don't believe death exists. You know, they, it's for the aged. It's, you know, of course, you know, and we all have buried grandparents and stuff and you feel terrible, but you're like, well, they were old. Like mm-hmm. so, I called my brother the other day and they said so-and-so died. 
he was 87. And my brother said, what did he die of? I'm like, he was 87. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> he lived Who cares his life. at that point? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Where, you know, it changes you to have, watch someone leave the world that was so vibrant and you thought you had, you know, 25, 30 years left with. Of course. So you're on The Real Housewives now. Yes. Which is really exciting. Um, can you, for our listeners, kind of provide a reference point, like back in time? When did Richard pass? Richard passed like, what's the timeline in 2011. There? 2011. Yes. Okay. So in November of 2011. And I was with him. Well, I dated him for like eight years, but I was with him for six. That's a really long time. Yeah. But you know what? It wasn't... It's so funny. It went so fast. And it was... Yeah, I actually was married before as well to mm-hmm. Hannah's dad, Ralph, who I get along with very well still. Yeah. We're actually very good friends, and we kind of parted as friends. But Richard was sort of um, someone I really did think that we would, you know, stay together. Yeah, be together for, yeah, for a really never, long time. You know, it was, it was, he kind of met me, and I, he, you know, was running on one path, I was running on another. We kind of said, hey, how you doing? And just started running together. And it right. just always, what it's right is right. He, didn't you sell him a house? Is that I how you met? I was his real estate agent, girls. <laughs> I love that. I was his real estate agent. I feel like that's a great New York City story. Do you it know is. what I mean? Because like, there's so many people out there like doing that hustle. I love that. I I, my, I told my mother once, four years of education, all I really needed was a nice dress and a real estate <laughs> a real estate card. <laughs> I love that. Um, all right, so that's how you met. And then tell me about your evolution as a Real Housewife. Like, I'm, I'm really curious well, how you got involved with the show. Is, because um, it's been on for a while. It's been on for a while, and I knew about it when it first started, when Jill Zarin was uh-huh. running around asking people to be on it and sure. suggesting it. And I remember hearing about it and saying, I mean, Hannah was little. She was at private school. Mm-hmm. That is the most ridiculous concept I've ever heard. It was called Moms in New York. <laughs> they're going to follow us around. I remember, they're going to follow us around, and we're going to go to our parties. I'm like... Why would people be interested in that? I couldn't get my head around it. Mm-hmm. And also, too, I was a single mom at that point. Right. Hannah was at a private school, and it just wasn't right. But I would attend all the little parties and stuff, because you got to remember, I know all, I know most of the girls. Okay, so, you're, so you've been I'm a part of the... I'm in a lot of the background scenes. In, in the, the early episodes? Yes. So you've been a part of the community for yes. a long time. Yeah, you know, if you live on the Upper East Side, everybody knows each other. It's very bizarre. Do you feel like, so give me some context. Have you been friends with the women for, you know, 10 years, 15 years? um, uh, Ramona I've been friends with for like 20. Oh, for a long time. Um, Let's see, like 18, 20. Uh, Luann I've known for like 13 years, Mm -hmm. you know, a long time, 12, 13 years. She she actually knew my late husband. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see, who else? Jill Zarin I've known for a long, long time. time you know she's always she's like a New York fixture she's always been who else? now Sonia I knew of mm-hmm. but we never really knew each other that well right because she was more um she was sort of like Ramona's going out with friend at night and stuff and I knew Ramona because our daughters went to the same school together ah uh, I well, see one year difference uh, who else is there um Bethany I didn't know Right, yeah. So I, I feel I know, like yeah. I feel like you all have had such an interesting experience. You know, like 
when I was on reality TV, there wasn't as much social media, so I think that there was less opportunity. Um, I'll just be frank and say to capitalize on the opportunity, 100%. you know, to, to develop like a real career based on it. Um, but I've been really fortunate in that regard. Like I love, I run this women's wellness business, so like my focus is not primarily on entertainment anymore. Um, but like I still nice. have roots. I still have roots in it. Yeah, sure. you know, for me, it was really difficult for me um, to live paycheck to paycheck because in entertainment, that's really how it is even if you're like okay I'm on this season of the show or oh like I'm doing this you still don't know what your next job is and for me that instilled such a sense of anxiety well, in of me for years and years I was young, you know, and I, I wasn't as guided in terms of what I wanted to do or, or who I really was, but I feel like for you and for the women on the show, you have this amazing opportunity um, to really do whatever it is that you want, you know, to be creative, to, dis to discover, like, what, what it is that you want to do at this point. You have to understand, too, we're all in a different point in our lives. We've right. had babies and husbands and careers totally. and all that. So this is sort of, although, you know, it's, oh, my God, I'm so appreciative of, the opportunity it brings and the, you know, the money you make and yeah, of the course. people you meet and the experiences you have, it, you can look at it a little differently because it's not like you're going to, you know, I don't, you're not going to die without it. Right. You know what I mean? My life is pretty much my life with or without reality TV. I yeah. always say that the day that Andy Cohen says to me, okay, Dorinda, that's enough. We've had enough of you. I mean, they're probably going to have to take a poker hook to take me off stage. I'll still show up for the scenes, Andy. Oh. <laughs> That's so funny. No, but when it's over, it's not like my life is going to be so drastically different. Right. I think it. I think just to your point, once a reality star, always a reality star. Yeah, like you totally. You always will be reference the girl in the hills right yeah you know it's it's a for me it's it to be honest with you it's a title that I've been trying to like sprint away from yes. for a decade <laughs> you know what I mean but it's true isn't it it's true like it is what it is and I have learned how to embrace it in a totally different way now um that's to my benefit instead of it instead of allowing Defining it you. instead of allowing it to define me or like shrinking me as a person you know I used to yeah. go to parties and I like literally would hide in the corner because I'd be like everybody here is laughing at me yeah. <laughs> and I don't do that anymore. <laughs> no, I, I, I think too is, you know, I've had people just know me. A lot of my fans just know me from my housewife years. Sure. I've had like so many lives before Let's talk that. about that. I'd love to talk about uh, that. Okay. Yeah. So I, um, I was married before yeah. to Hannah's dad, who's a Scottish. Mm -hmm. I lived abroad for about 10 years. I lived sort of in Hong Kong and Australia and. Wow. And I didn't know that. London, I raised him. And I, and my husband is British mm. so, or Scottish. So I really thought I played, you know, I bought into that hook, line, and sinker. Totally. I loved it. My daughter was being raised British. Mm -hmm. um, and then after we parted, I moved back to New York. Yeah. I was single for about, oh gosh, seven years, six, seven years and became a real estate agent. Quite frankly, really never thought I'd be married again. Mm. Or not at least until Hannah was, you know, raised. Yeah. Because I just couldn't understand that dynamic of bringing another male into her life and living with them mm -hmm. and it not being her father. You know, I just couldn't get my head around that. And then I, I was, you know, quite a successful real estate agent. I loved it. I loved just the whole dynamic of it. And um, met Richard. One day at his townhouse, he was actually with a 25-year-old. Oh. <gasps> Scandal. <laughs> Love that. Um, and so now is the, the Housewives your full-time thing? Do you have other projects? Well, you know what people don't realize about the Housewives, because I love this, is they think you film for these four and a half months and that's it. But, like, we, you know, we have the reunion coming up, and mm -hmm. you're really crazy busy until the reunion's over. Yeah. 
I am doing a couple other things, something that's going to be hopefully announced in the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. that I'm very excited about. Sarni, my girl, knows about what it. What category is it? I can't tell. You can tell us the category. Nail polish, beauty, wellness, podcasts. It's stuff. All right. It's very similar. It, 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 believe me, it will suit me. Let's put it that okay. way. I'm very good at doing what's coming upon us. No, and, and listen, I do a lot of charity stuff. Mm-hmm. I love to do charity stuff because it's taken on, you know, before when you did charity stuff, you're, you're, you're begging people to show up and begging. Now I can use this platform. Yeah. Come and meet Dorinda Medley and people will maybe not buy the ticket for the charity, but I don't care. Even if they're just coming to see me, I get the money to the charity. Yeah, of course. The, it's just so great. Um, so, uh, I do a lot of that. Um, you know, I have a little merchandise line. Mm-hmm. I, those damn mugs. I can't, I, I had to, I've never sold so many mugs in my life. You know, I put out the made it nice mug and I did like 125,000 in three months. Dang. That's great. It was bizarre. That's really remarkable. I, yeah, so. I think that's really cool. But I mean, like, I think I kind of want to touch on this concept that being on a show like Real Housewives really is entrepreneurial in and of itself. You agree to participate. You are an entrepreneur because now you represent yourself. I'm Dorinda. I am this brand. And I'm out here doing the hustle. Because now I'm not. I said this to Sarni recent, like a year ago when we were, um, I think we were in Miami. Mm-hmm. She was at a very swanky wedding. Whose wedding? And I try to get invited. She's she laughing let in the me. corner. Sarnie's our great producer. See her. Hi, Sarnie. <laughs> I said, you know, the thing that I love about the this time in my life, period. Yeah. That the housewife has to, housewives have totally facilitated. You know, some people say, "Oh, the housewives ruin your life." Well, that's bullshit. You ruin your life. Okay. Absolutely, I agree with you. <laughs> so I think the housewife saved my life. Mm. Okay. Um, Tell me more about that. Well, because, you know, my whole life I was raised very ethnically and I wasn't raised with a lot of money and I was raised to be a pleaser. So my whole life has been being a wife, a mother, you know, uh, a a single mom, you know, Mm -hmm. Mrs. So-and-so. I was Mrs. These roles that you like assigned. Yeah, I was labeled. I was Johnson College, Diane Sakala's daughter, which came with, you know, that need to get educated and get out in the world and make something of myself. Yeah. I was then Mrs. Lynch for years, the investment banker's wife with a beautiful daughter. Then I was a single mom yeah. that, you know, had to make sure this child was, you know, safe, sound, educated, and not hurt by being divorced. I was a divorcee. Then I was this Mrs. Medley, which was a kind of a powerhouse man that requires, I love Richard, but he required a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he had his job, I had mine. And I loved him for that, and it fit perfectly into my life then. But I would say something. I'm sorry about this, Richard. I don't know if I met Richard today mm-hmm. if I'd marry him. Isn't that interesting? Because I was in a different mindset. I was in a mindset of being a wife, being a, a mother, you know, catering, serving, creating, you know. And and I he he and Hannah were my main focus day in day out. But what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. Right? No, no, that's fantastic. And if he had lived, but my life would have kept evolving like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But now that I, I've kind of done this housewife thing and I've been on my own now for eight years, I, I'm kind of, I am for the first time in my life the captain of my own ship. Yeah. You know, emotionally, physically, spiritually, financially. And it is a powerful feeling. I'm not Dorinda Lynch, Dorinda Medley, John Sigal's daughter, someone's wife, someone's mother. I'm Dorinda. That's very powerful. And I, yeah, and I just, I, I'm proud of myself. Sometimes I, you know, I'll be up in the Berkshires. We have this beautiful house in the Berkshires called Bluestone Manor where mm-hmm. the fish room is. Oh. 
It's a beautiful house. Everyone has a Stanford White House, dare I say. And, you know, it's funny. When, when Richard first died, my first reaction, I got to get rid of the house. Mm. I, I can't have a house like this. I don't, like, almost like I don't deserve it. This is only because I was Mrs. Medley. Sure. And I remember my mother and father, again, who uh, literally saved my life during that time. My father and mother sat down and said, will you do me a favor? Will you give it? Because someone offered me a very little money, like just to take it off my sure, hands. Yeah. There's always the grim reapers around. Mm -hmm. And I was like, maybe I should just do it. I don't really deserve it. And my, they said, give it a year. Mm -hmm. Sip in this for a year. And if in a year you feel like it's too much, you know, physically, financially, you just don't want it anymore, too many memories because it was our house, then sell it. And it was the best advice because I now walk around that property. I don't call, I used to, in the beginning, I would say, oh, it's Richard on my late, my, my husband's house. Then it was Richard on my late husband's house. I honestly walk around my property right now and say, this is my house. Mm -hmm. I own this house. I take care of this house. I pay the bills. I deserve this house. I deserve it. Yeah. Can, so, we, can we talk a little about uh, the process of you learning to put yourself first? And I imagine some of that happened through the grieving process mm -hmm. and just being forced, uh, like, I'm a human being, you have to move forward, yeah. um, like, to survive. So I, I'm just really curious kind of how you did take those steps forward and how you kind of incorporate that today still. Well, you know, I, I have a, I grew up very, as I said, ethnically, and you didn't really have a lot in, in a family, a big family, yeah. Um, in a, you know, one of the Italian, Polish, Jewish neighborhoods, a lot of food, a lot of love, you know, a lot of celebrations, but not a lot of. And they were great parents, but you know, not a lot of individual attention. Mm -hmm. We were all raised as units. How many siblings do you have? I have three other siblings. A lot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> big family. And uh, my mother was very young. You know, she had like twenty. By the time she was twenty-five, she had four kids. Mm -hmm. You know, so we moved as a unit, including my mother. You know, you didn't complain, you didn't mm -hmm. cause problems, you didn't, you know, you did what you were told, you never made a mockery of yourself, you, you were rigid in your schedule, you, you know, I was even saying to someone the other day, I think at some level my mother kind of starved us because we would wait for meals like it was... <laughs> She'd be like, Dad's on the table. We'd run like crazy. And then that was it. When she cleaned that kitchen, you were not. I it was done. taking out cereal because it was Halloween and they used to have like Frankenberry and Booberry and stuff. And I wanted to eat it at night. Yeah. My father was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> you did not go into my mother's kitchen after mm. she cooked. Because we had to be raised with this discipline. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I think my poor mother's life would have been chaos. Yeah, but I, I think also probably they come from like a different moment in time, yeah. a, a different uh, cultural, um, a different cultural moment. You know, they yeah, no money. Yeah, you, you know, know, like they you lived wanted... through world wars and like you're affected differently, so you have a different. And perspective. my parents really wanted us to be have everything they couldn't have, and they did it. Look, sure. with they put four kids through private school, four kids through private college. That's really it's remarkable. unheard of. That's very expensive. Yeah, <laughs> that makes me. I I'm sweating a little I bit said, thinking about that. I said to my mother one day. I just can't figure, because my father was a telephone man. I said, how did, she goes, I, I don't know. All I know is what I would do is I'd put all the bills in a drawer, creep it open a little bit, pull one out, and pay that one that week. And mm -hmm. then just slam the door. She said, I said, how did that work? Well, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, they've got like credit of three and a half billion. You know, they've got this great credit line and they don't owe anything and they're, they paid off the house. So it's remarkable what, and I think this ties into who I am, what, yeah. just being focused uh, coming from a place of yes, believing that you can, you know, not listening to the outside noise. I had to really simplify 
It's another thing I taught from, from my home life. After Richard died, it's amazing. You lose a lot of friends. Hmm. You realize the people that really care for you. And you have to keep your life very simple because, you know, it is, uh, you got to build your strength back up. And I really didn't take it any more than day by day. Yeah. Literally day by day. I think that's probably really important for anybody that's listening that has gone through a similar experience as you. And I accepted that, you know, that everything, everything in life from the flowers you bring home to everything has a beginning, a middle and an end. And timing for every each thing is different that was my timing with Richard yeah if someone said to me you know what if you're going to meet this guy but you're only he's only going to be in your life for eight years then he's going to have to leave would you take him I'd say absolutely yeah right so I try to come from it from that perspective not like woe is me but thank you God that I had this great person in my life and what a great you know and for my daughter he treated my daughter like she was his own yeah what a gift. I think that that's really meaningful. I, I kind of want to talk about this idea of um, making peace, not just with yourself, but I guess it leads into making peace with yourself, but making peace with something terrible that happens to you, getting in a fight with your friend, an accident that happens. Because I feel like you've made peace with what has happened to you in your life and you've been able to develop this relationship with yourself yeah. to really move forward in a really powerful and successful and honest way. Um, can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I think Did you ever have this moment where like, okay, I'm going to literally change my perspective today? All the time. Mm. I had it just yesterday because I found myself being snappy and mean mm -hmm. and putting this person in a place that she didn't belong to be to keep up with my bad behavior. And then when I sort of stopped and said, I am so sorry, I'm just having one of those crazy days. She was like, oh, yeah, and she grabbed my hand. And she said, yeah, I know what it's like. And then she changed into this person who she is, but I was going down a path because I was having a bad day. That's one thing that I have learned is most people that are mean are sad or something totally. they're overwhelmed. It's not because they're mean. Mm -hmm. You know, I think my meanest in my life has been when I've been sad or frightened, mm -hmm. scared. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, think of like an animal, like, yeah. you know, and it's being pushed into the corner of the room. Of course, it's going to react like in a violent, outbursty type of yeah. way. You know what I mean? And so I that makes part, sense. You know, I think some part of it is ego, though, also. You know, ego plays a huge role and in how have, you treat other and people. One thing I, I can say this for myself. I don't have a lot of ego. I just don't take myself that seriously. Yeah. And that, you know... I think that, um, and I like it or not, religious is a huge part of my life. My yeah. spirituality is a huge part of my life. Yeah. And I try to sort of really, you know, I treat life like crossing the road, stop, look, and listen. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And say, let's put this in perspective. Yeah. I used to get myself so upset over things, things that people thought, things that people said. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I could have done the show 10 years, you know, 15 years right. ago because I was much more sensitive my mother's always like, don't you get hurt? I'm like, absolutely not. So that's what I want to hone in on. <laughs> no, like, I don't. How did you change? Because I think a lot of people struggle with that. You know, they find themselves like out of control with their emotions or making decisions that they immediately regret. Well, like, what was that moment for you where well, you're like, fuck, I'm going to be different? Well, I think, like I said, when I went through this journey with Richard, yeah. I think you come out of it and you're just like, there's just so much stuff that doesn't matter. You yeah. know, keep it tight. Keep it real. Try to, you know... Try to do something positive every day. Don't waste your time with things that are going to bring you down or make you scared or frightened. 
You know, listen to yourself. Really listen to yourself physically and mentally and spiritually. If you're hungry, eat. You know, the body is an amazing. We're all looking for the special diets and the special person and the special this. It's all right in front of you. When you're hungry, you eat. Yeah. When you want to go to the bathroom, you go. You know, when you meet someone that feels good and you like them, like them. Totally. I, I, I love that. You know? Yeah, 100%. Do you feel like like intrinsically you have to go through some kind of struggle to like get to the other side and to have that realization. Cause I think people like hear us give this advice, right. Of like, just think differently, be different, do this, do this, do this. But do you think that struggle is a particular part of like the realization and like the opening up? Well, I think I was saying this to Anna the other day. I think life is a struggle. Yeah. I mean, I think we all go through struggles. Some are just more defined than others. More obvious. Yeah, more obvious, you know, I, you know, one thing that I think is so important, I say it to Hannah all the time is, <clears throat> you know, when you're reading a book mm-hmm. and you're on chapter four and chapter five and there's 10 chapters, you'd never just jump to chapter 10. You got to get through seven, eight, nine, and 10. And there's a lot of times you get to the end of the book. You're like, I never thought that would happen. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like life. Don't jump chapters. Yeah. Cause you don't know what chapter 10 looks like. Yeah. I never knew my chapter 10 would look like this. Who would have thunk it? If someone said to me, 10 years ago, well, you're going to be on a reality show. You're going to be living in a certain <laughs> place. You're going to be a widow, you know, blah, blah, blah. You're, you know, I would say, uh-huh, sure. No, I'm going to be living in Washington, D.C., okay, part-time in my house in the Berkshires, traveling the world, you know, mm-hmm. being the fabulous Mrs. Medley, working on the DNC and politics with Hillary Clinton and blah, blah. Uh-uh, Hillary. sister. <laughs> you know, who would have thunk it? But I love it. I love that I not only had the opportunity mm-hmm. to do this, but that I enjoy it. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about what kind of keeps you going every day. Because, like, you are joyous. Oh, that's Like, you just have such great energy. And I have to imagine that you have, like, a brilliant wellness routine that you build into your life. Whether yes, it's, like, I do. mental fitness, body fitness, nutrition, whatever it is. Can, like, I want to know your secrets. Oh. Allison, I want your arms. Can oh. we trade? <laughs> like, what the I've been working on my arms for the reunion. I'm oh, my wearing, God. I'm wearing strapless. Holy cow. And I plank. You know what what I think the key, the best thing, I plank. Every day I land the floor and I try to plank for three minutes at a go five times. Three consecutive minutes? I start off at three. Okay. Then the next one I do two and a half. And then the next one I do two. Mm -hmm. And then I do the last one for one minute. I'm gonna try tomorrow. It's so good. I'm gonna DM you. It's terrible. I couldn't first do it. it. But you, I'm telling you, because it creates that girdle, uh-huh. and it's so good for your arms. I think it's the perfect exercise to plank. Have you heard of this thing called M sculpt? Because I oh, want to do oh, it. Oh yeah, I've heard of it. I don't want to say anything. But <laughs> I've heard of it. Okay. <laughs> It's this thing. I think it's this machine that you put on you, and it like vibrates twenty thousand times, and it's supposed to give you abs. The first time I did it, it is oh, you've so it? aggressive. But it, I know people that have done. I did it once yeah. for e-television, and I didn't expect it. It's like someone's giving you an electric shock. It goes, and every single muscle. In I your read stomach. it makes you feel like you're like retching. Yeah, you have to you have to get your head around it because. Okay. I'm like, so they're like, here we are doing the message, doing M sculpt for e television. I'm like, oh my god, no! <laughs> it was, it, it's great. It's a little aggressive. Did it work? Well, I only went work once, but I have a friend that does that in the Insta Light Lipo Light, and yeah. she's lost four inches on her waist. Holy shit! 
Wow. All right. We're going to have to Google. Dr. Geezy. We're going to have to Google this, you guys. Okay. So you plank. Let's talk about the other stuff you, I you do. I walk everywhere. I am a voracious walker. You to the, are. To the point. Well, you're a New Yorker, so. To the point where people don't want to walk with me because sometimes I don't stop walking. I'm like, hey, maybe in the park one day I was walking with my friend Mona. And I walked and watched And after about an hour and a half, two hours, she goes, how long? Like, when does this end? I'm like, oh, okay, we can end now. And I just walk out of the park because I just. <laughs> Because I just love to walk, and I love. It just I goes love, on and on. I'm obsessed with our park, Central Park. Yeah, I'm obsessed with it. Everyone out there, go to Central Park like now. Drop whatever you're doing and go. It is beautiful. The animals are back out. Do you have a favorite part of Central Park? Well, I love the reservoir. Yeah. I love the reservoir and I love like the dog park. Mm -hmm. And I love all the paths where all the trees have now all bloomed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the energy changes in the park when it comes. Of course all the animals, You know, and all the animals are happy and there's all kinds of baby birds around. Like life, you're like. Yeah. We made it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I live right, right by Washington Square Park, and oh, so wow. even in that park, you can tell the difference. You yes, know, the first day of spring, all the people, all the weirdos out there. It's yeah. so great. <laughs> the energy, the piano guy. It's true. It's wonderful. So I do a lot of walking. I drink. A, I mean, the same old thing. I, I every day do that. Okay, listen, I have such a routine, it's ridiculous. I, okay, we want another routine. <laughs> I want to register. I put, okay, every morning I wake up, I do have my cup of I do have coffee still. I know everybody's giving up coffee, but I can't. I'm a traditionalist. It's fine. I put on my diffuser with peppermint oil. Okay. And a little freezer. Is it like oil. a steam diffuser thing? So it's a scent yes, type of thing? Yes. Okay. It goes the first thing I press it when I, I fill it up before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. So I just have to press it. And I have my cup of coffee, and then I literally get read my paper, watch a little news, and then I get out and I walk for a half hour around my neighborhood. I go see all the people in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And then um, I go work out for about an hour and a half, an hour, like three, three times a week. Three times. 90 minutes? But, but, I, but you, have to understand, you, don't, you don't know during the method that. <laughs> Hannah will tell you this. Hannah, <laughs> Hannah said the other day, you're the only person, this is why I don't like going out with you, Mom. I love you. But I don't want to have to take 30 minutes to walk five blocks. You don't need to talk to everybody. Okay. This isn't, these are the people in my neighborhood. So you got to remember within my workout, I'm talking to people saying, hello, how you doing? You know, maybe I like to fiddle around a lot. I can listen. I can take care of a day like doing nothing like this. Mm. I never get bored. (laughs) I enjoy my own company. I think that that's great. I really do. I mean, to the point where I sometimes worry about it because I can, you know, isolate a little bit. I wouldn't worry about it. I think that like being able to be alone and feeling comfortable and not feeling like, oh, I should be out. Oh, I'm a hermit or whatever. Because I get really self-conscious when I'm alone. I sit in my apartment for too long and it devastates me. I think, oh, fuck, I should be out having dinner with my friends or doing this or doing this. No, I, I am, wish I could take I more pleasure so happy, in it. I like when I look at my calendar and it says no, nothing to do at night, I'm like, because I look at my calendar in the morning, mm-hmm. I just can't wait. I love to putter. <laughs> I'm a big putterer. <laughs> I think that. And I always great. like to take on projects that, like the other day, I was like, I ordered a harmonica. Like, I, I, I want to learn to play the harmonica. I just think it's such a fun instrument. Like, how fun would it be if you were at a party with me, and out of my pocketbook came a harmonica, and I just started singing. I I can't. <laughs> it would be fun, right? It would be really fun. It would be r- remarkably fun, I think. Um, <laughs> do you do mental health exercises, or are you just happy? You know what? I, I, I love this. Um, 
I, I won't say who it is, but this person the other day who I think's got a crush on me. Uh, hmm. I, I, it was so bizarre. He wanted me to, he wanted to know what my love language was. <gasps> what are they? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Do you like... It was such okay. a bizarre question. And, but getting back to the point, he no, said... No, I love leg, love languages. I guess. I Maybe I just grew up in the wrong era. No, no, no. We could talk about it. He's like, what's your love language? I said... Um, that's a creepy question, sir. It's not a creepy question. <laughs> and then he said, do you chant? I was like, I don't really do any of that stuff because mm. I'll tell you why. I am definitely a little ADD. Okay. My way of chanting or or what is it called? Um, meditating mm-hmm. is going to church. Sure. I love to go to church, not only for because I'm a Catholic and I feel guilty if I don't go. <laughs> Guilt has ruled about 90% of my life. Okay. Um, <laughs> But I love that time of absolute immersion and thinking, and especially it's on Sunday, so you can kind of, it's a reset button. So yeah. that for me is how I do my yoga, chanting, meditating, whatever mm-hmm. it is. I'm much healthier in like things like aerobic classes. You know, mm-hmm. I used to be a huge aerobic teacher in New York City. Shut up. Yeah, like famous. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. People would sign up two weeks early for my class. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Can we do a class? Call. It's going to be on the show. Let's do it. Wait till you see the show. I made all the girls dress in 80s outfits. Stop. Oh, my god! Ramona was right back to the Vertical Club, 1984. She was like, I had to snap her out of it. I'm like, take that thong off. It's no longer 1985. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. She was like, I was to the Vertical Club. So I picked up the most amazing men. I, I used to be the head class. I used to do the main class at 10 o'clock on Saturday mornings. I used to know. I used to run the club. Yeah. Turn down. Well, we did a... We did a class like No Tomorrow, so if you pictures, people... You need your own um, you know workout what? studio. Do you know why aerobics worked that you young people are missing out on? Because it was it's fun. It is fun. I do. I go to this lady now, Megan Roop. Do you know her? No. So it's like aerobics. It's like dance aerobics. It's so fun. You dressed up. You it's all, great. We all talked. We all wandered around the gyms and you picked up men. And we did our aerobics class, though, and you left and you felt happy. Wait, I'm scheming. We need to get you your own Celebrate fitness studio. Celebrate good times. Push up. I would go. I would go every day. Wait, maybe you could actually do this. Is this well, like? I'm actually doing one. I'm doing Stop. One. Really? Yeah, we're gonna do it to raise money for the LBGTQ. Oh my We're god! Trying to pull it together right now. I have the best guy, John Giswold. Please, John. We're supposed to meet him tomorrow. He is. Well, he. Please invite me. Well, let me tell you something about John. John and I were very competitive, and he got on Dance Fever, and I didn't. Oh shit! So we were sort of enemies that are now great aerobics partners. He teaches with me. Okay. I oh no, that. it's a ball. We play. We have the best. Get down tonight, damn it! <laughs> you gotta. So where would you teach? Andy so, loves my aerobics classes. Did where you know do you that? where do you do them? Well, I just did it for the show. I did a big fundraiser, and they filmed it with all the girls. But now, what we're gonna try to do is bring it on the road, maybe a little cabaret style. <laughs> oh my god! And then raise money for the all these. You know, you could go on tour. Imagine if we went to. Literally, someone said, "If you come to Fire Island, it could be a security risk." Imagine a nineteen eighties <laughs> aerobics class. With me 
on Fire Island. I will pay good money to be there. <laughs> Truly. I think that that sounds amazing. I um, love Hannah Lynch. Yeah, so I really want to talk to you about Hannah. You've mentioned her so many times. So tell me a little bit about your relationship. Does she keep you well? Do you motivate she her? Like, is, Tell me about oh, your relationship. I mean, every mother says the same thing. But, you know, Hannah and I have gone particularly through so much together. Yeah. And it wasn't easy. And you saw it on the show, actually. Um, you're going to see it on the show tonight. Mm-hmm. She's, she, she's, Hannah is a beautiful creature because she is decent mm-hmm. and she has integrity and she speaks her mind and she's smart and she is the thing I love most is she is very mindful of taking care of her mental health, her physical health and her spiritual health, which I think yeah. is amazing at 25. Mm-hmm. She says, I mean, she said to her, so I know she'd kill me if I said this, but she said, I once said to a boyfriend, listen, cause she's six feet tall. Listen, <laughs> let me be honest with you. There may be women out there smarter than me, but listen, honey, they're not going to have this face. And if they have this face, they're not going to have my brain. So you got you got it pretty good here. Wow, she sounds like a 10 out of 10. She's so good. She's just very quick, very different personality. Mm-hmm. I'll, give you a, I'll give you an example. We just went on holiday together, our first holiday, proper holiday since Richard passed. Can mm-hmm. you imagine? Wow. We took weekends here and there, but we... We weren't ready to be with each other that much. We both were in sort of a survival and, you know, uh, we just had to do a lot of work to get to that place. And I got her her own room, which is mothers out there. If you do a mother-daughter weekend, get them their own room because it just, it's healthier for everybody. Um, We spent, uh, everyone should go to this place, the Dorado Hotel. It's the old Ritz-Carlton, the Rockefeller Estate. Mm. It's beautiful in Puerto Rico. And, you know... she just is, she would come down to the beach. I'd go down to the beach with all the, you know, crap magazines and <laughs> rereading my Joan Rivers book for the fourth time. Life you in know, style. Highlighting it everywhere you go, Tabia. And she's got every autobiography. Then she's got three philosophers. Yeah. She's very smart. Very, but no, no bullshit. Like, if we, I always say if we were in high school together, we wouldn't like each other. She'd be like, you, I'd be like, you are such a nerd. She'd be like, you're such a loser. You know? But we love each other so much. We are so incredibly close. Yeah. And um, we laugh so hard together. It's incredible. Do you feel like at this point now that she's more of an adult, um, do you feel like she informs your life more? Or do you feel like you inform her life more at this point? (laughs) Well, you know what I love about Hannah? My goal was to all, I have a fantastic relationship with my mom. But, you know, we grew up in an Italian Catholic Polish family. You know, we didn't really talk about things so much. Sure. You know, we're not. Mm-hmm. Totally. Hey, mom, I think I got my period. Oh, just to stop it. Just take this thing and go in the bathroom and don't stop it. You know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Never discuss yeah. it. Yeah. So I taught my daughter to be much more open about all those topics. And I had to work through it because she would, you know, she's very open with me about things sure. and sometimes too open. She's like, well, I'm sorry that you are still uncomfortable about talking about your sexuality. I'm not. And that should make you happy, mother. You know, so we do, we. You know, she teaches me because she is so incredibly accepting mm-hmm. of herself physically and emotionally and spiritually. She she is, which I love. I'm not saying it's easy for her. She's, Hannah, and Hannah's very open about her struggles to you, to everyone. Yeah. She is like, it is part of my journey. Every, every part of it. The, you know, the depression, the, the ups, the downs, the this. You know, she's like, we all got it. Mm-hmm. Ain't that the and truth? And she's always working on it, which I, 
is so good. She's always working on it, you know, working out or seeing people or, you know, she's very good about that. Yeah. Because it's easy not to do that and just let it fester. It really yeah. is. Um, that's really nice. I can't wait to meet Hannah. Yeah, she's in, great. Cool. In real. Um, okay, cool. Well, I think that this um, leads me to my last point. I love asking everybody what um, their number one wellness trick is. And I know we talked about your napping, but that was your secret wellness trick. And so I guess for you, what is the thing that works best? I would say, um, being very, the thing that works best for me is, well, I, I, I'm such a huge believer in sleep. I mean, I, 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 I hear that, that from a lot that. of people. Everybody says I think sleep. sleep. And I think another huge thing is just being able to remove yourself if it, you're not feeling like it's comfortable. Being mm -hmm. able to say no. I'm very good at that now. And it takes a lot of pressure off of me. Yeah. You know, I don't, I, I, it just really, I used to feel so obligated. So I just, and I'm honest. Yeah. I don't make excuses anymore. Like I just said to Ramona 10 minutes ago, I don't want to, she goes, are you going to go tonight? I said, no. She's like, why not? I said, because I don't want to. I don't want to. And I think that's a great place that's to That's it. Thanks, Dorinda. Thank you so Where much. Where can um, listeners find you? Well, obviously, we watch Real Well, Dorinda Medley on my Instagram. Is that your Instagram handle? Dorinda Medley on my Facebook. Dorinda Medley on my Twitter. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I know that our listeners will definitely be on the lookout. For and by the way, I want to tell you one other thing. Yes? I am now an official minister. to. Mar I, I'm ready to think of the ministry of Make It Nice. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I'm marrying people now. Wow. Have do they know, just slide into your DMs? How I, do you make I, that happen? I, they literally write to me and request it. I've actually had to pull back a little bit because it's kind of, it, it could be like a whole nother thing. Wow. But okay. I have a robe I'm having made that says the ministry of make it nice. Okay. If you want to get married, call Dorinda. Yes. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks.